It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back to Money for Lunch. Good to have you guys here. I'm excited. Today I'm being joined by Francis Jackson. Francis Jackson is an attorney who specializes in disability law for those seeking veterans' disability benefits, as well as social, social security disability benefits. A founding partner of Jackson McNichol, he has been featured on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox network affiliates around the country. He's most recently appeared on the, as a guest of, the ben, Gla- of ben Glass on the Consumer Advocate Show discussing benefits for veterans as well as Social Security disability benefits and how his practice allows him to make a difference in the lives of people facing disability. He has also been quoted in USA Today and is listed in Cambridge's Cambridge Who's Who. Mr. Jackson was honored by the National Academy of Bestselling Authors with the Quilly Award in September of 2012 for his contribution as a joint author to the bestselling book Protect and Defend, where he wrote about protecting one's rights to veterans' disability compensation. Also, in 2017, Mr. Jackson was inducted into America's Most Trusted Lawyers for his outstanding work in disability law. Francis Jackson, welcome back to Money for Lunch. Thank you, Bert. It's always a pleasure being here with you. Well, it's good to have you here, and uh, I'm, I'm most curious to talk to you about, uh, uh, really, our veterans receiving uh, COVID-19 stimulus checks and see if there's any special steps that veterans who are currently receiving VA benefits need to take in order to get the stimulus check. Well, yes and no are the the answers to that question. (laughs) So so, uh, it's it's like everything else. You know, there's there's never a simple answer, but let me me explain. Last Friday, the the IRS finally announced that um, veterans who were receiving disability benefits, even if they had not filed a tax return in 2018 or 2019, did not need to file a tax return in order to get uh, their individual stimulus checks. The place that, uh, so so that's that's the no part. The yes part is if, if they, if anyone who is receiving veterans benefits and did not file a tax return in 2018 or 2019 and has a child 16 or under who would be eligible for the extra $500 per child benefit, those folks have to take special steps. And the way it works is um, they need to go to the IRS website and when they get on the uh, website, there is a uh, separate uh, entry called the uh, website tool for non-filers. And you go there, and there's a heading called Enter Payment Info here. And they have to put in the information about each eligible child. And that way, the amount for the children will get included with the basic stimulus check that would go to the parent or parents. And if they don't do that uh, by May 5th, which is the deadline, 
then what's going to happen is the only way they can get that additional money is by filing a tax return for 2019, even though they don't owe any taxes. So, as you know, veterans benefits are tax-free, and for those folks who are getting veterans benefits uh, at a high enough level that they're that that's their basic source of income, and they don't really have much else, they wouldn't owe any tax. But uh, if they have eligible children, they will still have to file a return in order to get the stimulus payment for the eligible children if they don't take advantage of this opportunity to put the information uh, directly into the IRS's uh, data banks by going on the website and making this entry. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So, that's, yes. Gotcha. So do they go to the irs.gov website or do they go to the VA's website? No, they go to the irs.gov website. Um, okay. There, there, is a, uh, there is an information bulletin on the VA's website telling them that, but but they have to actually go to the irs.gov site to make the entry. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So let me ask you this. Uh, how has the current COVID-19 crisis changed the way veterans apply for benefits? Well, it hasn't, actually hasn't changed any of the rules, Bert. What, uh, what's going on now, as you know, is that uh, the I, the uh, VA physical facilities are shut down to the general public. So you can't any longer go into a VA facility and fill out the form right there and hand it to them. But you can still go on the VA's website, va.gov, and then uh, on that website there is a specific um, uh, form that you can fill out in order to uh, apply for the, um, the veterans' compensation benefits. And uh, alternatively, for those who are not comfortable doing these things electronically or who need to take some time to kind of get information together and that sort of thing, then uh, what you can do is to print out the form and fill it out uh, by hand with a typewriter or a pen or whatever and mail it to the VA and that will that will still work. Um, you and I have talked some in the past about the fact that having to use this form is a change that uh, people never used to have to do this. They used to be able to uh, just uh, send in pretty much anything any, anything in writing saying that right. they wanted to make a claim. But uh, that, as, as we've talked about, is no longer true. So you must use the form, and you can either fill it directly on the website or print it out and send it in. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and by the way, just, uh, for everybody listening, we've updated uh, in, in the show notes. We're putting a link in there uh, to both... Uh, uh, Francis's website, which is veteransbenefits.com. There's a link there in case you want to get a hold of Francis Jackson and his team. And there's also going to be a link there for veterans um, 
this veteran non-filers, there's going to be a link there as well. So just to save somebody a step there, they can go directly there and get that information. Uh, well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad, um, you know, uh, at least it's not making it any harder for our veterans to get their benefits. Um, so does the COVID-19, go ahead. I, I just wanted to say, I, I, I thought that was very kind of you to put up the uh, link for the irs.gov website for, for folks that's that's a nice thing to do well you know what sure. uh appreciate it. thank you so much our veterans do so much for us or and and have done so much for us it's you know i'm glad that we're able to help just a little tiny bit there uh but i was going to ask you does the COVID 19 crisis affect how veterans get their health care from the va well yes it does bert obviously um normal uh Office visits are are disrupted. Um, I mean, they're they're not eliminated, but they're they're being much more careful about who they have physically enter uh, the VA facilities. But the, the the VA health facilities continue to be open. Let me be clear about that. I, I don't want any any confusion about that. But the uh, the big difference is that the VA has really been at the forefront uh, over the last few years of developing this uh, telehealth system where they they do routine medical care by video instead of a face-to-face office visit. And right. so they have really ramped that up in the current uh, crisis to, uh, to try to uh, pretty much handle all routine office visit type medical care over their telehealth system, and seems to be working pretty well. I haven't uh, heard uh, many complaints. Um, in fact, I don't think we've heard any complaints actually about uh, difficulties with with uh, getting care. And the uh, telehealth system, you know, lets them do most of the, the basic office uh, visit functions. And for those that for clients uh, or patients who Need more than a, uh, you know, just a just a discussion. Need uh, some kind of further testing or whatever. Uh, the VA is is using the telehealth system to contact clients and arrange the appropriate uh, visits or exams or tests or whatever are, are needed. Um, of course, as as you know, the VA, uh, like all the other healthcare systems, is responding to COVID crisis, and so. Um, some kinds of uh, things like elective surgery or uh, non-urgent care are being deferred. But, you know, by and large, um, the, the health care is, uh, is being delivered pretty, pretty much as it was, with the exception of uh, office visits being done almost exclusively over the telehealth system. Yeah, you know, what's interesting about the whole telemed thing is, I think that should be now uh, an option because, as everybody knows, uh, many times after you've done, let's say, uh, uh, a blood draw or whatever, um, you have to physically go back to your doctor for them to tell you what the results are. And I think this telemedicine or this whatever you want to call it, telemed, is really 
it should be standard operating procedure because for a lot of us, you know, it's just going to make life much easier, I think, for the doctors as well as the patients, and it should just be standard. I mean, you know, for, for your doctor to sit there and, and have you come to his office so he can now tell you what your test results are has always been, you know, to me, a flawed system. It's just I know they need to make their money, and, and that's just a way that they can get another, uh, what do you call it, visit, uh, but still, you know, now you can achieve it much quicker, faster with telemed. You still get the office visit, and uh, and, ho- and and the patient saves a lot of time. And I I think, Bert, you're going to see one outcome of this whole COVID-19 crisis is that that's going to become really the standard approach. You know, the um, the, the VA really, in, in fairness to them, on the, on the health side, have really been ahead of the curve on this uh, telemedicine. They have, because they have such a big system, I mean, they, they run the largest hospital system in the country. And right. because they have such a, a, a big system with so many veterans that they're serving, they really, really uh, spent a lot of time and money over the last few years developing this system to the point that it's, very easy to use, very reliable, and I think what you're going to see is that an awful lot of private uh, medical folks are going to, as you just said, adopt this model as the standard approach rather than bring somebody back for a discussing the results kind of visit. They're going to have them come on the, the video for two minutes or five minutes or whatever it takes to explain what the results were and where we're going from here kind of stuff. And I, I think that's really going to become the standard of care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's about time. Um, so, so let me ask you this. Uh, with all this COVID craziness, um, has it affected how veterans apply uh, for their benefits? Uh, in other words, it, it's, it's still they can – maybe we, maybe we just talked about it. We can either mail it in or we can do it online. That's still – basically the same way it is Bert and and what's uh, what's kind of interesting is what's happened with how uh, the VA processes uh, veterans benefits claims um, there are there are a couple of pieces to that um, right now the VA like uh, most employers has a lot of folks working from home right and as as you can appreciate working from home um, is kind of a, a mixed bag at best. Some folks who uh, have uh, young children uh, who are home from school are really having to spend much of their productive hours taking care of uh, the children or overseeing the children or teaching the children or, or various other child care-focused activities. So their productivity is necessarily down. There are other folks who are working from home and getting fewer interruptions and generally uh, actually have their productivity up a little. So it seems as though uh, overall the processing of claims is pretty much the same. It's, it's, it's down some, it looks like, but mostly, you know, overall, they're, they're moving along. They're processing the claims as, as they come in. There are some 
delays, it, it seems, and this isn't anything I've seen statistics on, but just based on what we're seeing with the clients that we have, it looks like there are some delays in terms of the, um, the input, if you will, of information sent to the VA on claims. It seems like their, their backlog of taking the receipt of information by mail and fax and so on and entering into their processing system is, is somewhat delayed. Not, not terribly, but somewhat. So things take a little longer on the front end, but in terms of, of how they're moving through the system, it seems like things are moving pretty, pretty, uh, pretty smoothly. Um, the, uh, the basic claims processing, as, as you know, doesn't involve any face-to-face interaction with the veterans, so it's, uh, it's really pretty much um, you know, work as usual for, for most of the VA folks that are handling claims. The, uh, the big difference, uh, the one really big difference, is in terms of what's happening with the Board of Veterans' Appeals. Um, at that level, there is a, there is a real change. I, I don't uh, think you and I have had a chance to talk about it since uh, all this uh, COVID-19 and shelter in place and so on started, but social security hearings have basically stopped. Um, mm. And the VA has done the same thing in terms of not having face-to-face hearings or having people come into their facilities for video hearings, even with... Um, even though the, the VA judges are still working in D.C., uh, they're not allowing folks to come into regional office, say, in Phoenix or Houston or wherever, to uh, to be on the other end of that video link with the judge. So there's, there's no hearings going on that way. But the VA has done a very interesting thing, and I, I think they're really to be commended. Um, they have gone to their telehealth system and... They have developed a, a methodology they call virtual hearings where they have the judge in Washington on one end of the video link and the veteran on the telehealth system at the other end. And if the veteran has a representative, whether it's an attorney or veteran service officer from one of the veteran service organizations or something, um, that person gets linked in too. So um, what you have, if you're the judge, is a, is a split-screen display that shows the claimant, the, the veteran, and his or her representative. And if you're the representative, you can see the judge and the veteran. And if you're the veteran, you see your representative and the judge. And other than the, the very modest... Um, delay that's built into any video interaction, whether it's Zoom or um, Skype or these uh, these virtual hearings, other, other than those uh, modest delays that pretty much can adjust to in the first couple minutes, um, the, uh, the hearings seem to be uh, working fine. Now, we're doing a lot of these at, at my office. We're doing 30, 40 uh, virtual hearings a month. Um, but interestingly, 
they don't seem to be um, being widely used around the country. I, I haven't heard from any other attorneys who are doing any volume of virtual hearings. And as far as I can tell, not very many of the VSOs are taking advantage of this opportunity. But um, we're, we've been very pleased with the results. We're pushing through lots of hearings for our clients, getting uh, some of these folks that have been waiting a long time, uh, finally getting their hearings. And the, uh, the hearings seem to be going just fine. I, I don't, I'm not seeing any, any downside to, the, uh, to these virtual hearings. Um, on the on the social security side, the only option that they're offering folks is to have hearings by telephone, which is really not, in in my view, as good as a video hearing. I mean, my my preference is always for a real live face-to-face hearing, but these days that's just harder to to make happen. But um, I think the VA has really really uh, done a good thing by adopting this virtual hearing process and using that to uh, to make ongoing hearings available to people even though they've had to shut down their normal uh, face-to-face hearings and video hearings. Yeah, I, you know what, I, I agree with you. I, I prefer a face-to-face, but if I can't get a face-to-face, uh, a video is a nice substitute. Uh, I, I think it's it's pretty good, and and certainly it's convenient. Um, you know, I think that uh, one of the benefits to the side benefits that we're going to get out of this COVID crisis stuff is that more and more people are definitely going to be using video as a way to interact, um, and, and I think it's going to be it's going to be good for all of us. I think that's true, Bert. I, you know, I have to say that I've, I'm, I'm, I'm older, as, as you know, and so I've, I don't come to this stuff as as, uh, as easily as some. But we're we're doing uh, all our office meetings now by Zoom, and um, you know, having uh, virtual uh, meetings with clients, and you know, it's taking me a little. To adjust to all this, but you know we're making it work, and it seems overall to be to be pretty effective. We've had a couple of hiccups here and there in terms of trying to learn to use Zoom for multi-person meetings and get everybody on, in into the meeting and that sort of thing. But by and large, it uh, it seems to work pretty well, and and you know I I can't say that. Uh, even even I've had any real difficulty with it, other than uh, sometimes uh, a little frustration about actually getting into the meeting because I don't do it quite right. But when, <laughs> once once we get by, uh, it seems to work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I I like it. Uh, it's not bad. And uh, every now and then, yeah, there's a hiccup here and there. And uh, sometimes it's uh, my fault, and sometimes it's just you know. Uh, can be blamed on the other party's fault, but for the most part, yeah, you know, it hasn't been a bad experience. All right, so so let me ask you this: um, Does the COVID nineteen crisis affect how the VA processes veterans' benefit claims? Uh, no, that's uh, that's really uh, pretty much going on as as we were talking about, Bert. The uh, the uh, the big change has just been the switch to the virtual hearings. 
Um, and I think uh, I think that's going pretty well. Um, you know, and in terms of of uh, just how we're handling it at our end, um, the, the the interaction with our clients I think is going pretty smoothly. Um, we're we're doing a lot more uh, uh, by uh, email than uh, than we've have typically done in the past, but uh, we're we're you know we're still uh, able to uh, staff the office and keep everything moving along. You know, I I have to say I I think we've been exceptionally fortunate um, because we have had our attorneys traveling for social security hearings and VA hearings over the, the last few years. We had developed a uh, remote network so that people could log in remotely and, and uh, interact with our uh, case management system and you know get all the client information uh, and make that accessible to them. And so when this came along and we got hit with this shelter in place order and everything, uh, all we really had to do was to add the other team members uh, in addition to the attorneys to our uh, remote uh, process, and we were able to do that within the first couple of days. And really, uh, I think things are are moving along pretty smoothly. So we've been able to continue to support our clients and do their VA hearings and process their VA claims. And I don't see any real downside, except we have had some delays in returning calls to folks because um, with uh, with our with everybody working from home and some of those folks being tied up parts of the time with child care um, we had a lot more calls going to uh, voicemail than we normally would and sometimes it's taken a while to get back to folks but overall I, I've been very pleased with the whole way that uh, processing the, the veterans benefits uh, claims in our office has gone and I think you know our our clients are pretty happy with it too we've we've made it a point to uh, send out emails and postcards and texts to let everybody know what's going on and kind of keep them in the loop as it were and I I think it's going pretty smoothly really yeah uh you know what I I uh I have to uh, agree with you um overall I think most companies, and specifically most law firms uh, that are doing exactly what you're doing, seem to be handling it really well. Uh, again, uh, same same scenario. Uh, they're getting, they're handling more voicemails than they used to, simply because, uh, just you know, again for the same reasons that you just enumerated. Uh, but overall, I think it's been a, a a much smoother process than I think most people suspected. Um, and to be honest with you, I thought we were going to have a lot of uh, uh, more significant internet trouble simply because when uh, everybody switched to working from home, that caused a massive uptick in home internet usage. And I thought for sure that some of these internet providers we're going to have a we're going to have a little bit of trouble uh, keeping up with it, but I'm pleased 
pleasantly surprised that everybody that I talked to has not had any real internet downtime. Again, there was, uh, I think there was a little bit of slowdown during the first couple of weeks, but nothing major. And, uh, and it's been pretty, pretty smooth overall. I, I was just, uh, very relieved and very impressed that, uh, it worked out so well. Yeah, we, we've had a, you know, a few little hiccups here and there. Every once in a while, we've got a screen freeze or something, but right. you know, by and large, oh, it's, it's, it's really gone along pretty well. And I'm, I'm happy to say that because, um, it's not only good for, for us, but it's very good for our clients. And, you know, it's a, this this is a time when uh, folks kind of need a little extra support. And I was looking at the VA's website, for example, um, as we were talking earlier today, uh, earlier in this conversation, in fact, about uh, people filing online and so on. So I was, I was just going back to um, remind myself about the process. And, you know, the VA... Uh, they just make it so complicated. You know, you can file the, the basic claim online, but then this, they have a whole section uh, filing additional claims, additional forms for your disability claim. And it says, uh, find out if you'll need to turn in any additional forms when you find, file your disability claim. And then it has three pages of additional forms <laughs> that you may have to turn in. It just it just reminds me sometimes of, of why it is that uh, folks get frustrated and get over their heads and and uh, feel like they need help with these things. But you know um, that's that's uh, that's just how it works, and we're we're always happy to help them. Sure, absolutely. And I want to give out your website one more time. It's real simple. It's veteransbenefits.com, veteransbenefits.com. And you can talk to Francis Jackson and his team there, and they'll point you in the right direction. As always, Francis Jackson, I want to thank you so very much for you and the support that you give our veterans. Uh, it, it's so – it's unfortunately that it's so badly needed, but it is badly needed, and I'm grateful for uh, you and, and firms like you that uh, stand up for our veterans and, and uh, give them a, a fighting chance because sometimes the stuff, as you just mentioned, can be so overwhelming – uh, but uh, anyway, Jack, uh, Francis, uh, we're out of time and looking forward to having you back again soon. I'll look forward to it, Bert. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. Good stuff there from Francis Jackson. Francis Jackson is an attorney who specializes in disability law for those seeking veterans' disability benefits, as well as Social Security disability benefits. And you can reach out to Francis and his team at veteransbenefits.com. They have a slew of information there. It doesn't cost you anything to go over there and just ask questions. They'll point you in the right direction, and they'll, uh, and they'll help you out. Uh, and, again, here in the show notes, we're going to put the link for veteransbenefits.com as well as the link for the IRS coronavirus non-filers uh, info there for uh, veterans um, and anybody else who uh, wants that link. As always, my friends, let's share this episode with everyone we know. Let's help as many people as we possibly can. There are literally thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of veterans that are suffering in silence. They don't know what to do. They've already been turned down. And by letting them know about veteransbenefits.com, you're going to be able to help them and help their family 
and it's not going to cost you a single solitary dime other than sharing this episode or just telling them about it if you know somebody personally. Again, thank you so much for stopping by. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.